Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we review AEW Rampage, AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a Baliga quiz, of course on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Sidgwick. Michael Hamlet still enjoying that well-earned fortnight off, but we're here to look ahead to AEW Rampage, the go-home show ahead of All Out. And a great card by the looks of things. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> I, I get it. And I'm not, this isn't the centerpiece of the show. And, you know, I think she's a phenomenal, really funny, effective TV character. And I get why AEW does this. AEW storytelling device, a primary one that they utilize, is they use the associates of an opponent to indirectly build the match against the main opponent without burning through the match against the main opponent. In addition, it allows people to like play off other people. It allows the idea of, oh, these people have an interior life and they have chemistry with the people that they know. And it all just very subtly and insidiously allows you to take this universe seriously. I don't want you to see Reba wrestle again. She's not very good. She's not very good at adapting her comedic sidekick role Mm. into like slapstick spots in a match. She's just not good at wrestling. She shouldn't wrestle. She already has a role at which she's excellent. The last time she wrestled, she dislocated her knee because she's not very trained, not very good at it, I want to see her minimally mm. involved in this match. And I know we're not getting to that, but come on, man. It's the rampage. It's the all-out go-home show. People want to be hyped. I want to be bouncing off the walls at the prospect of every single match. I don't want to have to suffer through kind of a nerve-shredding experience considering she was injured last time. I'll be wary of that happening again. It won't be good. Kind of lessens the idea of Jamie Hayter as this heater because she can lose to Statlander. Statlander looks to be on the ascent, in theory. 
She looks strong. She looks like she's got a chance of winning. She's beaten the Heater, who's also awesome. Just putting Hater and Reba together diminishes Hater. Is this a bit like last week, though, when they put Brandon Cutler in there as quite obviously the person to take the fall? I mean, yeah, but pin Hater? Yeah. Or don't book the match? If you want to give her the WWE momentum pinning the Heater, he's, yeah. He's, yeah, it's a very good idea. But, well, we'll talk about that in due course. Um, like you said, it's the go-home show ahead of All Out. We've got Darby Allen and Daniel Garcia, CM Punk, you know, on the show and doing commentary as well. So he's going to talk, presumably, about All Out and uh, run commentary for that. But before we talk about any of that, I want to talk about something that you and I, a, a, a sub-one-minute promo that you and I can't stop talking about this week because we're getting some sort of another version of this in a promo from Miro, last-minute developments ahead of All Out in his match with Eddie Kingston. I mean... You and I both believe we don't really need any more, but any time Miro gets on the mic, everyone's ears prick up, don't they? It's been a, a hell of a transformation for him. Miro absolutely rules. He's so awesome. He's such a great badass. I expect tonight him to come out and do a live interview. It might have a little bit of a rinse and repeat quality to what happened last week because he's going to get interrupted by Kingston. Kingston should speak this time. Because as cool as that promo was, you didn't really get a sense of how up for it the fans are at the prospect of this match. I would book it so that they do something along similar lines in the live context that the crowd will lap up. If, in fact, everyone had the same thoughts about this pre-tape on Dynamite, if they do, do something similar live so people pop for it. You get the impression that a huge arena full of people is going to be banging to this match because that's what you want to do on a go-home show. You want people to react to the teasers and the hints and the glimpses of what you're going to get. Do that. And to continue the story, this beautifully simply, beautifully simple story that they are telling, Eddie Kingston gets the better of Miro in the inevitable brawl and does some kind of sick suplex on his neck. Ooh. Or the threat of the suplex is so sick that Miro who's so good at measuring his selling that when he looks panicked, it really means something because he's so convincing as this mean, mugging, frightening bastard. If he can show a glimpse of panic Mm -hmm. at the thought of getting dropped on his neck by Eddie Kingston, that will go such a long way because you've preserved the character brilliantly up to that point. That's how I would do it. I didn't even think about that. What I was going to suggest, I love the idea, yeah, of either hitting something or at least teasing hitting something and then panicking Miro's eyes. What I would do, you obviously have a promo off. It's Miro and Eddie Kingston. You genuinely have to try hard to go wrong here. But why not subvert it a little bit? It's AEW. They do things differently. Just because two people are having a fight on Sunday, and this is, you know, more animosity, of course, than what we've seen between Darby Allen and CM Punk, which is a sort of respectful feud. This is take my hand and we'll walk through hell together in yeah. terms of a feud. But as a man who watches a lot of MMA stuff as well, I know, and boxing... I know that two people who absolutely despise each other can, for the sake of protecting their winner's purse or the fact that they get to do whatever they like on a set date, can sit in a room or stand across from each other and say, I'm going to kill you on Sunday. And they don't have to get physical. That's an alternative, but I do like the idea of the panicked DDT, whatever it is. Well, when you mention that, I'm reminded of me, uh, Eddie Kingston doing precisely that ahead of the... Uh, Full gear 2020 mm. I quit match. K 
Kingston and Moxley, the dynamic's different because there was a shred of, there was an ember of what they used to mean to each other and their friendship. So that was, that was so fucking great, that storyline. Leaning into his ear, wasn't it? Yeah, leaning yeah. into his ear. There was a sense that the relationship was beyond repair. Thank God it wasn't because they've given us some of the most awesome moments in 2021. But there was a sense that, right, this friendship's beyond repair. There's still just enough of respect and love there that they're not going to do the cliched wrestling thing and come to blows because they know what each other's capable of on the night. The dynamic's different, but you could just have a face-to-face and just leave it at that. They slowly break away from one another. And Eddie Kingston, give him three minutes. I mean, he only needs 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. But he got three minutes or so on the full gear go home. And I listened to the heaviest music that I can stomach, the most aggressive music, that is my threshold on the Thursday morning coming into the office and I was ready to run through a brick wall. I was so amped up. Similar energy tonight and you legitimately might convince a few more people to buy the pay-per-view. In terms of brutal fights, it transitions nicely into one of tonight's advertised matches. Good luck, Lee Johnson. Malachi Black is coming for you and... He's going to enjoy this like some sort of serial killer. What's he going to do to him tonight, aside from beat him and then hopefully put coins on his eyes for the river sticks? Lee Johnson. I think it's where I take the piss out of this, but it's good corny. We love it. I love it. But there is the risk of this image looking somewhat corny. It will only not look corny if Malachi Black convincingly makes Lee Johnson look like he has been concussed or dead or whatever, mercifully, Malachi Black rules Mm. in the ring and should be able to do precisely that. For me, this is a one-hour high-octane blast of pro wrestling television. So I don't think when Malachi Black said, I'm going to take my time with this, I think there's going to be a spin on that in the match itself. He alluded to the fact that he's going to do a nice little methodical enjoying of slowly kicking Lee Johnson in. I think that was more of a tell that, no, it's going to be way more competitive than anything we've seen of Malachi Black so far. Lee Johnson's a long-term prospect. If we can get something structurally similar to Miro versus Lee Johnson, which I thought was tremendous, Mm -hmm. but worked in a different way because Malachi Black's got a completely different working style to Miro, then that would be tremendous. I mean, Malachi Black's so fresh, and they do such a good job of the rotational cast, mostly, Billy Gunn, <laughs> that they could just do a little bit longer of a version of the Malachi Black character we've seen so far, and it wouldn't be that much, but about Malachi Black is as effective as he is as a character. He's also unbelievable in the ring, and I kind of want to see it back and forth at this point. Mm. But maybe that's me being impatient. But I do think Lee Johnson's the guy to bring that fight to him because Malachi Black will win. Malachi Black will do the coin thing that will create a great visual, and if handled in a non-cheesy way, will really get over. He can therefore, at this stage, already stand to give Lee Johnson three or four minutes of proper, stirring, competitive back and forth. Mm. I wouldn't have Lee Johnson get anywhere near a pinfall, like a two count or something like that. But just, yeah, like you say, surprise a few people because it's about stepping up, isn't it? It's like Cody was the first step, 
but the story told there was he was kind of underprepared and just sort of didn't really appreciate what he was stepping into yeah. and he's retiring and blah, blah, blah. Brock is fighting for his dad's honour, but he's naive and et cetera, et cetera. Green is all hell. Yeah, and Lee Johnson is, you know, not, you know, upper echelons in terms of AEW, but has got that spirit and, and like you say, yeah, I think I'd like to see, I don't know, what, five minutes. Eight minutes in terms of... Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Like there we go. Uh, and one thing finally to say about that is, th- is this the night we get the first kick, catch with foot, raise head, kick again? Wilborn, just because you love it, I'm going to say yes. Yes. Just to will it into existence, God. potentially. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, right, let's move on and deal with the uh, the handicap match. Chris Statlander facing Jamie Hayter and, and, and Reba. How do you see this one playing out then? Well, if there's two of them, you could, you could beat Statlander. And that seems counterintuitive. Mm. But then Phoenix got pinned. So who the hell knows? It's a hard sell, isn't it, this match? Because we're all going into it going, well, that'd be a fun little match. You know, no doubt Chris Statlander and Britt Baker can do some great stuff together. But I'd say... <laughs> I'm more confident of Britt Baker retaining than Kenny Omega retaining, and I think Kenny Omega's retaining, to put it simply. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Look, as I said, Heater versus Statlander, I'd be bang up for. You have Heaters, who are there to be associates of the top stars so that they can indirectly wrestle matches that build to the match involving their charge and lose because the Heaters... They are not the stars. They are the guys and the gals who protect the stars. Basically, I think Statlander versus Hater would rip. I think that it might be too early to beat Hater, but at the same time, she's not like a rising star through the ranks at the minute. She's just the muscle. Mm. Wardlow's Stat- fine. And yeah, exactly. exactly this story that yeah. you're telling, yeah. Statlander could easily beat Hater in a really good competitive back-and-forth match, the likes of which AEW has literally put on multiple times per every single episode of Dynamite, and how many times has the loser lost anything? Because 
There's no shame. There's no carny protection. There's no DQs. There's no count outs. There's no roll ups. There's no distractions. Well, there is when the women wrestle, but that's another <laughs> podcast entirely. Hater loses nothing in a great match, if anything. If she has a great cracking little match with Statlander in a better timeline than this, then simply she becomes an yet another really promising young AEW talent. So I don't know why Reed was involved with this. It pisses me off. She's in there to take the pinfall. I know. Yeah. But that's easy, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I, it's one of those, like like you say, I think her versus Hater would be a far more enjoyable match. And you're going to have, I assume they're tagging in and out, Hater and Rebel. I don't know. I don't know what the rules exactly are for this There's not many tags in AEW in general, is there? So. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it's just going to be one of those. What do you think opens the show? The Malachi, Malachi Black match? Yeah, the women yeah. aren't opening the show. No. CM Punk's going to do something which we'll get to imminently, so I think Malachi Black, which again lends credence to the idea of we're a bit of a hot banger yeah. to open these shows, and a competitive match is the way to go. And that entrance, no one's turning off. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Chris Statlander probably wins, probably pins Rebel, and maybe even gets attacked by Britt Baker, who... Inexplicably still a heel. Don't get it. Just signed a new contract. Fantastic news uh, coming out today. And yet, uh, I don't know what they're doing. Why? I mean, all right, maybe you haven't got that many uh, heels to go up against her, but just make new ones. Yeah, I know. Just turn everybody else heel because that's literally a better idea than keeping her a heel. Mm. Uh, right, let's talk about CM Punk. He's, he's due to appear, of course. Um, we'll talk about his involvement, perhaps, in the Darby Allen Daniel Garcia match in due course, but I've got a big question for you here, Sige. Sorry to spring this on you, but is CM Punk a needle mover? Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, okay, right. Of course he is. Oh, I mean, Andy, Andy told me today in the in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that with DVRs, uh, that uh, I think it was the I think it was Rampage. Yeah, it must have been the Rampage that beat Raw in the reigns. Tremendous. Tremendous. The word of mouth helped. He drew a. Monster of a rate, and even if you don't factor in DVR, All Out will likely be among the top-selling AEW pay-per-views. CM Punk has um, inflated AEW's YouTube viewership by over 100%. <laughs> he's a draw. Of course he is. He sold out the United Center on the will-he-won't-eat-he-will but we want you to think you might not because it's more fun that way. He sold out at the United Center when people didn't even think, one, he was 100% going to be there. B, he certainly wasn't going to wrestle a match. Might we get a promo? I don't know, but we are at least 99.9% .9 certain we're getting the pop. Like, at one of the biggest basketball arenas in the United States was sold out on the pop of CM Punk. Mm. They're facing quite significant competition on cable at the moment. Trust me, by the end of the year, they are going to be beating Rolls demos. It was just a, rather entertaining to see people last week. Uh, yeah, Rampage has dropped to 750k again, even with CM Punk on the show. Well, hang on. Pump the brakes a bit there, kids, because it was a video package, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Well... You're still on the show, technically, you'll find. It's just what a load of bollocks. Yeah, I think. I mean, do what, Triple H, Triple H is in the Then Now Forever thing. And he was on the Then Now Forever thing when Raw was getting the worst ratings of its entire show run during the Performance Center shows. Oh, Triple H on the show. So, 
We can't kick him while he's down. Uh, Hulk Hogan's in that um, ident. So he can't draw you then. Look, he's, he's had a rough week. I will be kick nice. Triple H when he's down. Trust me. Uh, yeah, more on that on our Vince McMahon running NXT podcast coming your way this weekend as well. Yeah, ridiculous this. And Dynamite did over a million, I believe, again this week. Uh, but in terms of what he's going to do, in terms of like CM Punk is going to appear, brief promo, you know, or, or what? I know he's obviously doing commentary for, for Alan Garcia, but you see him doing anything else on this show? Oh, I expect he'll... It's in Chicago, right? It's in Chicago, yeah, yeah, same yeah. arena. They will probably run back something similar to what happened on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. It's the commentary appearance that I'm really excited about because he could... He's a really great storyteller, CM Punk. Summer of Punk, the one in ROH that he had control over, that was that was awesome. Straight Edge Society, it was all his idea, episodic week to week. I'm really going to hang on every single one of his words, hence why he's in the booth as a selling point for the show. Because he could sell what Darby Allen does and at the same time tell you what he's going to do in the match to avoid it. Like he's done a media call where it's like, I don't really fancy taking that um, low pay that he does. Like, it looks like he's trying to kill somebody. <laughs> if he puts that over big, you might get an indication of a spot that might happen at All Out, which in theory compels you to actually watch and order All Out. If Alan does that low pay, CM Punk could say something at the booth of, I'm going to do literally everything in my power to dodge that thing. It's a bullet mm-hmm. at the last second. And then at All Out, you can get Darby Allen like just crushing into a guardrail because CM Punk's, Missed it. So little things like that, they can foreshadow the events of Sunday and make it seem like CM Punk's like pretty afraid of wrestling this guy because he's absolutely incredible at what he does. Um, as for Alan Garcia tonight, it's one of those. This should be an awesome match. Their exchanges in the uh, that trios match with Garcia in two point oh versus Sting Moxley and uh, Moxley Kingston and Allen were awesome. They had a match on Dynamite where I was like, ah, it's good. Mm. That could be way better. I think this is the way better. Like, Black versus Johnson isn't going to go that long. The women's match isn't going to go that long. This should be your 12 to 15 minute. I agree. And I hope it rules. Like, I really hope it rules. I have no doubt it will because I think, yeah, I mean, ever since Andy said, this is Daniel Garcia, like, you need to start checking out on, on Dark, for example. He's just blown me away whenever I've seen him, and and we often talk about. And they should probably lean into the Matt Seidel submission thing because it was just it really told a great story that. Uh, and I've no doubt these two will work well together. I do hope this show does over a million again, not for any bias. It's not going or, to. But if it did, I can say, well, there you go. There's the real needle movers. Two point again. <laughs> They're going to be at ringside finally. Are we going to see, you know, you alluded to it a bit earlier, are we going to see a bit of a flip reverse in the words of Blazing Squad as to what we saw on Dynamite in terms of CM Punk making the save for Darby Allen when Garcia and 2.0 decide enough of this bollocks, possibly post-match? Well, if, Wilborn, you want a huge pap. Huge pap. Huge pap. CM Punk, if you remember... He's so great with his movement and his mannerisms and his body language. When he very slowly sank into the seated position that he was iconic for, he drew a huge pop. He's a master at this. If he sees what happens, slowly removes the headset, 
and stands up. He'll get a huge pop just by doing that. Then he'll get additional huge pops by walking to the ring. And then one on a huge pop when he does a go to sleep. I love it. I think that's the way that the show's maybe going to end. And just uh, that face-off that we saw on Dynamite was was more than enough for me and Excalibur or whoever it may and be. And say, have an ice cream bar on me. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone like Excalibur screaming to buy the pay-per-view on Sunday. That would get, in the words of, I think it was one sting, mucho respect. <laughs> anyway, let us know your thoughts ahead of Rampage tonight on Twitter, at what? Culture. Mamacita! At what culture WWE watch they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, including coming out tomorrow. Our extended all out preview. Very much looking forward to that one. But for now, this has been the AW Rampage preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.